Good day. Welcome to How to Be Unpopular podcast number 232. So I made a mini announcement that is really not important important at all in the grand scheme of things that um, I'm no longer going to be posting on the Mushroom Blading Instagram and the Mushroom Blading slash How to Be Unpopular Facebook. Try not to make casserole sounds with my mouth. Somebody pointed that out on YouTube one time during a commentary. I did a total Napoleon Dynamite chug of something and then just did the like, Duh! and then like, they said mad casserole sounds with the mouth. So I'll be careful not to do that. Um, I'm turning 35 tomorrow. 35. Pretty crazy. I don't feel super old. Um, I don't even feel super old on my skates. I actually feel in a nice groove, like a pretty healthy lifestyle and trying to skate frequently. My knee on, on the one side is, it's a little bit off. Um, but life is still very skatable at 35. I referenced it before, but that, uh, that old life plus, uh, with Julio where he's like, 23 years old hard to keep up with these kids and now he's uh he just turned 40 and he's still skating and he's skating quite well so i love that there's a there's people that are 35 40 50 there's that frank hernandez guy he's 70 slow-mo slow-mo has to be closer to how old is slow-mo he's got to be up there but um it's just how you think of skating and um, what it is to you more than if you have a really rigid perspective on what skating should be and uh, you have expectations of your of yourself to be really good um, then maybe yeah you, you you shouldn't skate into your 30s or 40s but you will have a lot of fun if you let it evolve uh, for yourself which I've learned a lot um, but I was never it, I mean, if you can find evidence of me ever appearing to be a hammer skater in any way, shape, or form. I jumped off some roofs and things when I was at uh, 18. Or, no, sorry, when I was 16, I jumped off some roofs when Solomons were new. But um, after that, it was more closer to exactly what I do now. And, um, yeah, I'm... So I'm turning 35 tomorrow, April 15th. Um, the Titanic went down that day. I share the same uh, birthday and year with Seth Rogen and uh, Leonardo da Vinci. I'm trying to think of who else. That That's a good... Seth Rogen, fellow Canadian, born the same year, same day, and uh, Leonardo da Vinci. That's That's a good mix. I like it quite a bit. Da Vinci had that quote about uh, the that the design of the human foot is a masterpiece of engineering. I love that. I love thinking about that and skating. Um, so if you listen to previous podcasts or um, know the backstory of mushroom blading, I've said it way too many times, and I'm not going to say it again, but the cutoff point for the mushroom blading videos, which actually turned out to be a bigger project. The cutoff point was 35. Cause I was, uh, just, I was in film school and we started filming for a new video called mushroom blading. And I don't know if it was as important to Todd, but I like the having a goal and it was cool to have a lofty goal. I would have been, um, I think I would have been 25 when we started working on the first one and the cutoff point was 35. So there's a longer story to that, but it was to make 10 volumes of mushroom blading by before I turned 35. And it's so crazy that I'm actually at this point where I'm turning 35 and, I, and 
it was over. It wasn't just over 10 volumes of the mushroom blading videos. There was lots of the God damn, like the internet changed. I'm, I think I have a note here. I just got to look at it. Um, shit. The first YouTube video, the very first YouTube video was uploaded on the 23rd of April, 2005. And I went to film school in 2006. I think we even fucking made DVDs of the first uh, mushroom blading. And so that's just to give you an idea of, of like even when Mushroom Blading 2 came out, it was um, Todd still really wanted to do a DVD and I thought it should just go up online for free. I mean, VOD hadn't even happened. I remember like the trailer for Mushroom Blading 1. It's not like YouTube. You had to like make a quick time and try and get it as small as possible. YouTube would have existed, but it's not like it was a platform that was being overly shared or anything. So the whole mushroom blading thing it was supposed to just be video projects that's it that's like um when i got into skating i was a below average skater i was never this kind of same as when i played hockey like i i had a a chance to go on with hockey but i wouldn't have been um a memorable player i would have been like an important part of the machine um a puck, a puck moving defenseman for a WHL team and if I was competent enough probably not NHL I doubt it I would have fizzled out anyway um but I was a below average skater that just liked it enough and and the discovery of video it was like um yeah music videos music watching mad beef having the freedom of of um skating but not having to be on a team or hockey stick, you know, it was all that stuff. But you, the, the culture, quote-unquote, allowed you to be a below-average skater. But if you had um, ideas of tricks you wanted to do or, or you filmed it a certain way or you put it to specific music, there was like an emotional aspect to it that, strangely enough, wasn't... It's not like you're going to go film highlight reels of... of you and your buddies playing hockey. I'm sure that exists today on YouTube, but it's an entirely different time. So it was the medium of the skate video was, it still is, it's evolved a lot, but it was the most exciting and the coolest fucking thing I'd ever seen. The combination of, of um, being out in real life in the streets, people doing moves and tricks on a relatively new sport slash lifestyle to music you were finding out about music there just everything about it was it was super exciting it still is but that that the commentaries and everything that my love for skate videos that still goes on because they they deeply affected me hoax too is incredible still it's way too long though um but yeah so <laughs> mushroom blading the mushroom blading projects videos were supposed to be the same as um like uh you know better than baseball Cirque du Soleil not the same feel but like making a skate video to share with people I've told this story before but I, in the VHS days, I just loved the idea of making skate videos and copying them to tapes and sending them out to people either that I had met in comps or just uh, hail marrying them into the United States. Like I remember sending a video to Jan Welch, like our video illusion when shun titles were big. I think I sent one of those to Jan Welch. I sent... How to be unpopular to do backrack, um, which, by the way, Life Plus was too far ahead of its time. If Life Plus would have existed in the YouTube era, it almost makes more sense that those would be little segments on a YouTube channel called Life Plus. And also, the title Life Plus Rollerblading is really good. I think. One of the possible titles that I had written down for Better Than Baseball was All the Good Things in Life. 
and rollerblading, but um, I must have been inspired by Life Plus, and that's a way better name. So props on that. Yeah, Life Plus was way ahead of its time. It's too bad. It would be cool if there was a Life Plus YouTube channel. Um, I got lost. There's just so many side trails on this thing. Oh, yeah, but you never could have predicted that like I'm I'm going to to film school and I have this TV production class and there's this teacher who we always thought like maybe he was a recovering like a- addict like maybe he really loved cocaine or he just had a energetic personality we don't even know we're not totally sure um he is he came in one day and he was so stoked about this thing called YouTube and he was like, uh, he was like, I could, he, he was really about that. There was the book called The Long Tail, which I've talked about before that the, I remember him so excited. He was like, you don't have to physically, a store doesn't have to physically carry your movie your, or a DVD. It doesn't have to carry a physical thing. It exists online for the rest of time. And it doesn't go down because it's always in stock. The views always go up. And no matter what that, like the views go up and you don't have to stock anything. And I remember it was so mind blowing to me. And then he was telling us like, what if I'm really into picking my nose and I just want to watch videos of people picking their nose. And he showed us that you can put in anything to this YouTube search and that there are picking nose videos. I, I would, be stunned like there's got to be millions of picking nose videos since that time that was in 2006 I think and um he I went home after that class he just like he was blowing my mind about YouTube because I hadn't thought of it I grew up on VHS and DVDs and I went home and I uploaded I think some of the park killers sections from better than baseball and I started a, a YouTube channel and it was, I remember it felt so new and weird and the idea of people could comment on it. And uh, that was a big takeaway from film school actually, is like, they, it was important that they got you thinking of where media was going. And, and uh, I, I think I would have been later on the YouTube thing if I wouldn't have taken that class. But nobody could have predicted especially for skate videos that were originally on VHS for a long time. DVDs didn't even last that long. Blu-ray was barely a thing. Some Blu-rays got made. But then YouTube, Vimeo, then there was Instagram, Twitter, and then uh, Facebook. Twitter's not a huge thing in the skating world. It's not that important. Um, Instagram and, and Facebook... YouTube and Vimeo are tools that get used all the time. And so this this idea of like mushroom blading videos, like the beginning of the idea was just as all this shit was beginning. Even Facebook, when I first came up with the idea of like, I wanna do 10 volumes of mushroom blading by the time I'm 35. Facebook had not even, Facebook was maybe just taking off at the same time as YouTube, like 2006-ish. At least for me, it may have existed, but, and I may have like started to get friend requests and things. Like maybe 2007, it really started to take off, but 2000, same time. And um, it was actually Todd's wife in like 2010. I think she's really smart at, at seeing like, seeing those things before you need to do them. Like, I don't think Todd and I, we didn't see why we would need a Facebook page. And I, we probably thought it was really corny. We were always very specific about like, there's a website and there's videos. So the, and the Facebook came even before Instagram. And I remember with Instagram, the first post was, I was, uh, I was meeting up with Leon and Taylor. And I think Danny, I was like, in Vancouver, maybe 2011 or 2012, I'm not sure. And they were explaining Instagram to me because I didn't know if 
if like I, I needed it at all. And the, the Facebook had already existed. And that was the beginning of that. And I, <laughs> I just wouldn't have known that uh, because of the base in skate videos with a dash of like skate nerding about technology with I'm just uh, uh, an obsessive type about about rollerblading stuff the history of it or I I'm always thinking about little things when I'm walking like a like a trick that should be gif animated gifs who could have even called that one that there's so many little things that you couldn't have predicted it's amazing that the, all of this stuff that exists in the history can now be uh, remixed, redistributed, and discovered again. Or um, it's amazing that we have like an extension of our, of our memories we have. We don't have to keep them all on tapes and, and DVDs for them to degrade. They can all exist online for discussion and yeah, the gift thing, what the hell? That, because the gifts existed, but then that Giphy um, website, once I discovered that, how easy it was to just take, you would know sometimes you'd watch a skate video. It happens in the commentaries, like, you have to gift that one. It's things that you just want to watch on loop. It's so, it's insane to see all this stuff um, all come out of originally just very traditional media videos and magazines like VHS tapes and magazines and now it's just this blah explosion of everything so I couldn't have predicted that the the medium of the tools of Instagram and Facebook that those would become so active part of that is just my my obsession with uh, rollerblading stuff I was always a nerd on um I was on the sequence board, which would have been Lawrence Ingram, who has just recently got back into skating, which is cool to see who was co owner of fifty fifty I think with Jess sequence was one of the original message boards uh I was a fan of scum magazine I can't remember if they had a message board um and yet you would talk to skaters on m s n um and then there was the Outline board was like the famous, well, not famous, but for Canada was a really well-known Outline was the shop that existed in the early days of Vancouver. Um, and now to reflect the new Vancouver, it's shop task, but Outline was like the uh, Outline had like a B mag for Canada almost. And I frequented all of these boards, BMAG, I frequented for, there's an article on the site where I, where a little blurb or, or thing that I wrote about how I, how I quit BMAG to focus on other stuff, like a career, LOL. And I, and I went in that direction and now I'm like, I'm in the place that I wanted to be when I quit. BMAG. But a lot of that energy, that met that nerd message board energy, I, everybody uses message boards differently. But for me, I loved like hearing um, the news of when new videos came out, new products would always come there first. The gossip stuff is mildly interesting. Sometimes you can get a real account of, uh, not a real account, but you can get uh, information message boards and things like that kind of became like remember reading disinformation in daily bread it disinformation was just like junk food reading um that's that's like what message boards were to me and kind of where facebook and instagram that energy i guess i put into that but then it was weird because it was now attached to how to be unpopular and mushroom blading. And so now it's 2017 and uh, the Facebook and the Instagram have taken off because of strangely my obsessiveness and 
all of the things that I'm into with skating. I remember a story on the sequence board. I found out about espionage, the VHS. I hadn't heard of it, didn't even know it was coming out, and there was just this post like, uh, espionage, Kevin Gillen's backsides, you gotta see it. It's like the idea of somebody being stoked on Kevin Gillen doing stylish backsides and a amazing Dustin Latimer section in, in a video that I didn't know existed, but I found out about on a message board. That's, I love that about the online world. I know Julio said it too, like always that, and Jason Leventhal says it too, the guy from J Skis in line. Like just new stuff. Um, anything that's new or exciting, I love that. And, uh, Instagram's cool because it's kind of like it started out as a photo thing and now it's become similar to YouTube that you couldn't not only could you not predict these things when they first came out but now you could never predict how people are using them because um, probably the early YouTube you could only upload videos for a certain amount of time but now like live streaming and the idea of being able to do a commentary for a um, a video that's like an hour long or there's you can it's just whatever you can think of I mean there's the idea that YouTube is even taking up the younger generation like younger than 18 even that they're watching a shit ton of YouTube and there's people self-made people who have channels about video games and makeup and it's it's amazing to see where it's gone and yeah, Instagram went from a photo app to just everything. It ha you can, it's got like the Snapchat stories now, the videos loop, so they killed Vine, up to 60 seconds of video, uh, photos, and then now you can upload multiple photos. That's a really simplified, not too complicated comment system. What a great app. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I still, I'm a video maker and below average skater first. And a, and a fan of skating and videos and all that stuff. So these, the social media thing, it, it kind of like, it's got, it, it was too much. Um, although it was a super exciting run for me. Um, especially like, um, all the wizard stuff, all the K2 stuff. I'm very happy with like, it was cool to be able to post pictures of stuff that hadn't come out. Sometimes I didn't know if I was allowed or not, but it was fun to, I hope more people do things like that. I love the idea of like people, they have a prototype of something or they're skating something new and they take a picture and uh, I love that part. Same thing as like, yeah, the message boards, you would always see like a screen cap of somebody. It wouldn't have been a screen cap. It would have had to been like shitty zoomed in video, but just that idea of, of new stuff. Um, that part was really fun. Um, but there was this point like a few weeks ago, I had done breaks before um, cause it's addictive. It's, uh, phones are addictive. Social, social media hashtag content is addictive. It, but if I had to pick one thing, it would be making videos and putting them up on, on YouTube and Vimeo. I don't know about direct upload to Facebook anymore. I might do them to my personal Facebook account, probably not, I might just keep them on. Um, the sound quality is really shitty and so is the video quality and although they autoplay and everything and Facebook like rigs the, rigs engagement that people, YouTube and Vimeo, if you post the link on Facebook, it's definitely not gonna get as much attention as a autoplay Facebook video. But that, uh, that's kind of evil the way they're playing that game, the way they're trying to win the video game. Um, but Facebook is still a great tool for uploading skating. Uh, 
if you haven't direct uploaded a video, I recommend it just as, just as an experiment, even if you just do it once. Um, yeah, I had this moment where I was in, I was in a moment of, uh, forced introspection, not forced introspection, enhanced introspection, where you're watching yourself, watching yourself. And I realized that the side of my neck was sore. There's like that one muscle that can get really tense because of, I, I was always, um, not always, but quite often, uh, checking my phone or, or messaging somebody or answering something about skating or trying to reply to somebody. I always tried to keep it as open as possible, no matter what, like I always tried to be completely honest with information. I tried to, um, even if it was like a, like a trollish comment, I wanted to in like engage and get the conversation going. Facebook and Instagram were great for that too, like getting conversations going. Um, but in this moment of, of enhanced introspection, I realized that I, I didn't enjoy doing it, that it was like a, it was this weird thing where I felt like I had to do it. Um, even though it still came from that place of excitement about skating and, and posting stuff, um, it just wasn't, uh, I, I didn't like the idea of it being called mushroom blading or how to be unpopular and it being just Todd would post stuff once in a while, but it was mostly me. And I didn't like the idea of, of, of people thinking that we're a news source, <clears throat> especially people coming back into skating or that we have some kind of grand answer on what skating is or should be. We don't, um, at all, not even close. I've said in the very first solo podcast I ever did, in the introduction, I clearly stated that I'm not very good at skating, which is still the truth. I'm not, I'm not doing this as somebody who is showing how good he is at skating. I'm overly enthusiastic about skating and video, and I like doing that. So I feel bad when people come back into skating and if they're, if we're like a suggestion or something or they see how to be unpopular mushroom blading and I'm posting like amazing gifts of tricks and things like that um, or, or just using my knowledge of skating's history and maybe people think that we're a news source or, or some kind of like Oh, it's horrible to think if we're like daily bread. And then I'm posting edits that, that I make or that Todd and I make. And I feel bad that people think that it's like, maybe they don't know that I'm the person that runs the page. Like I would much rather them just know that that's me posting it because I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not always, it's funny to think that like I'm posting that as, as the same uh, caliber of like, I'm not going to post a Dustin Latimer section or I don't want people to think like if I post a Dustin Latimer section and then a solo edit of me, they're so far from the same thing. It's all still skating, but I just don't like that idea of um, people getting it mixed up that we're some kind of like, we're a news source. We're, we're your, we're your source for skating, information, news, gossip, tech pictures, and whatever else. I don't like that. Um, so the more I thought about that, the more I loved the idea of just uh, not doing that anymore and getting back to um, just videos making videos, posting to YouTube and, and Vimeo, and um, the odd commentary, podcast, maybe articles, we'll see. I think a lot of the time now, that stuff, how I say people are using YouTube in new ways, ways you can gather your thoughts and make a YouTube video pretty easily. Um, 
So I'm not sure about the, the format of the article. Um, I think a lot of that stuff can be done through video and podcast, but if we'll see, we'll see how that one goes. It could just be commentaries, video, podcast. I like all of those mediums excite me. Um, I've said everything that I've wanted to say too many times on those, on those mediums. There's only so many times I can post setup pictures or skiing edits or just the same it like there's the material you can go back there's just themes that are obvious um i there will be interesting stuff to post that i will miss obviously um but i think that it's just it's it's past a certain it's 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 not past a certain point but it's you know the expiration date is tomorrow for that. They'll still be there. I sent a text to uh, Todd and Carly that I, that I didn't want to do anymore, that I wanted to. I love the idea of doing like a ceremonial delete, but Todd still wants to use them. And, and he has a good point just to keep them there. Um, and yeah, he'll be posting on them. I think if you could make it like auto post, when you, when you put up a new video on YouTube or Vimeo, if it could just auto post, that's like the only way I'm thinking of using it now. Um, I, what else do I have? I have all these notes down here. Oh, yeah, I've said everything I wanted to say too many times over. It's available for anybody to do and more people should do it it's free there's lots to share and be excited about um you already see it kind of in groups and and things like that and you already see like uh meme accounts or people starting uh people trying to get accounts off new instagram accounts off the ground so they'll be the people already know you just start one and you do it and it really just comes down to what time you want to put into it and um it's pretty easy like uh it was a cool way for me to stay connected to skating during the nine to five or walking to work or sitting in a lineup or lying on the couch at home um but yeah it just got to be i didn't i just didn't like the idea of people thinking that like i am mushroom blading or that mushroom blading meant something more than just the original idea, which was making 10 vol skating volumes of weird skating. And now that's just evolved into like mushroom blading is videos. It's just videos and that's what the account is called. Mushroom blading. I'm not a huge fan of the name anymore, but that's the name. Um, I even had a text with Todd where I was like, do you ever think about calling it something different or changing the name? But he had, I can't remember what his response was, but it was very, uh, uh practical and smart. So, um, it's mushroom blading and how, to, this is the, how to be unpopular podcast and mushroom blading is what the YouTube and Vimeo is. Um, I'm really happy with, uh, everything achieved in the 10 years of the, the mushroom blade. And when I say mushroom blading project or whatever, I'm just talking about the original goal. It's evolved into something different. And that name, it's, it, it's still mushroom blading. It's just, I'm talking about, I'm in the future now at the cutoff point of like, I wanted to achieve this goal by the time I turn 35. So when I talk about this stuff, it's not like, well, I guess I'll pack up my things and uh, go on to something new. No, no, it's not what's going to happen. But I'm really happy in that, I guess it was a decade of time, came in maybe just under a decade, gave a decade to make 10 videos, pretty solid, one video a year. There was way more than that, but 
if you want to hear the list or see the list. I think I posted the list on Instagram and talk, tried to talk about the list on a previous podcast. But I'm super happy. I remember Josh Silver, who's fucking awesome at telling you exactly what he thinks. And I love that. Like that, that criticism is important in life. And the best is that he would, he says things that people type very easily online, but he can say them in person. And uh, it was after the first, I can't remember, but I think the first mushroom blading, um, where he's like, you can't make 10 videos of like, just toe rolling and running up and down stairs. He had a really good point. It would, it, uh, creative skating, quote unquote, is like, has gone, it's so much better now than what we were trying to do back with the first mushroom blading. And then on top of that, what the mushroom blading video idea was, it's cool to see how much it evolved from, I wouldn't have guessed that we would have been on bigger wheels and longer frames and uh, ski influenced liners and carbon boots. And it's crazy to think of how the technology uh, the tools influence the skating, um, and then the skating in influences the tools. But it was cool to think that, like in the final volumes of mushroom blading, it resembled nothing like the first one. So Josh was right, and then it evolved in a different direction. But you couldn't have predicted that. Um, so I'm really stoked. One that that it wasn't called power blading in the end. It was just called Big Wheels. That wasn't, that was no branding effort on our part. That was just a logical name for a video and a setup. My Big Wheels setup. I'm happy that Big Wheels stuck. Um, really happy with the updates on K2 stuff. Uh, even if they don't make anything new for a long time. Try to avoid the casserole sound. Even if they don't make anything new for a long time, the work that Rachel did, um, those skates improved a lot since the varsity. So, and I mean, it's arguable that that you do a certain spend of budget and enhancing product for a possible sell of the company. I don't know. I don't know what, what that all is. It's too bad that Rachel didn't stay for one more year, but obviously with the Rubbermaid buyout and all that, I don't know the backstory, but her podcast is amazing if you haven't listened to it. Um, the work that she got done in the two years that I was in contact with her and she was sending us stuff to try, if she would have been there just one more year, holy shit. Well, K2 probably has a file of a bunch of really good ideas. Oh, so close to a couple. Some of the ideas that got thrown out and some of the the big picture thinking was incredible. Like there were moments where I thought that that some insane um How do I say this without saying anything? There were just some possibilities that would have seemed ridiculous that were thrown out that felt closer. Uh, and I hope that energy stays. Not, it's not, it's not, it, it's not ideas that were thrown out of being thrown out of K2. Um, it's it's the idea that skating is more open now and that energy was being like thrown around it at K2. I mean, they made they they made a cop not a copy, but obviously if the wizard frame didn't exist, they wouldn't have made the R100. And it's not that crazy that, you know, they have a rockerable 
80 millimeter frame. It's not that crazy for them to over time go, let's make a 90 millimeter version of that. Let's, I know it's weird, but let's make a hundred millimeter version of that. But it's fucking cool to know that something that Leon made, a skater from Canada, that we all got to try, we discovered it, it changed our skating style, that that, that was that was enough for a company like K2 to see some kind of link and go, mm, we might want a piece of whatever that thing is that's going on. And Powerslide, who's good at this too, uh, the, that Trimax frame, I don't know if that thing would have been made if there was a wizard or like, would they have made the Trimax if wizard frames didn't exist? I'm not sure. Tough to say. There would definitely be no R100 um, if the wizard frame didn't exist. So that where I was not able to connect things earlier, I was just trying to say that because that idea existed, the, the wizard frame, and because the R100 was made, it was close to more things like that happening because the wizard frame proved that it wasn't aggressive skating, it wasn't recreational skating, wasn't really free skating or slalom or speed. It kind of represented something that was new and different enough that it is possible for uh, growth or excitement or a new spin on what they would call like a market, I guess. I don't know. So that openness to growth within skating, God damn, would have been so good if Rachel was there for one more year, but who knows? Who knows where they're going to go? I remember telling, um, um, Mike Powell, I told him if, Rachel's gone, then that's I'm. That's it with K two because it was more like about Rachel than K two and that her enthusiasm and the possibility of doing stuff with that. Anyways, it's a long blab. So I'm I'll still skate K two, but it's not. Um, yeah, I still skate. I switch between everything. But it's it's that's kind of an end of an era that I'm very happy with with um, the way the the stuff turned out with K2. Oh, that big block frame, so close to greatness, so close to greatness. I really hope they uh, do something with that. But the wizard thing is like, if things are gonna happen, it needs to come from the skaters. It's not gonna come from the the big companies. It's it's the skaters that do it first, and then the big companies go, oh, maybe we should make that. It's not gonna be the skater bringing an idea to a company and them saying, we should make that. Sorry, I just had to switch rooms. Um, but yeah, the the I have become a little bit more cynical about the story of um skater owned and all and all that stuff and it's very possible right now to start something but you have to be in it for the long haul if you if you start it and you have to be willing to put in a lot of work because it's a bizarre time for it's the best time ever to start something um and have a everybody's got a tv studio you can broadcast stuff, you can start a page, you can have, yeah, all the social media. You just gotta start it for the right reasons and it's for something that you actually want. It's so easy to forget that um, things like Daily Bread, Senate, 50-50, um, England, Mind Game, a lot of legendary shit was just a person wanting to start a thing that they had a vision for. 
And I know people are nostalgic for those times, but you can do that if you really want. It's just going to be different now because we live in a much different time. But it's available and it's open to you doing it. I, I, again, I don't like the idea of mushroom blading being like a thing that people think is really important in skating. It's not. I want to be a guy that's 35, that works a job, that skates and make, makes videos. I will claim many times that I, I am an, a below average skater. What I see in skating though, is something where it's like, there should be young people that are drinking and smoking and traveling and making the sport their own and redefining it. And we don't have, we don't really have that though. So, uh, we might have a little bit of it, but my obsession with skiing and, and things like the bunch and line traveling circus and Henrik and Phil, it's everything I want and wanted skating to be. And I can see it with skating. It's so close. I think it's a technology thing. There's, there's lots of different things. I, where skating is at right now for creativity, energy, people doing it for the right reasons. It's even super exciting to see there's lots of people who are nostalgic for their youth and want to get back into it. There's going to be a rude, rude awakening for a lot of those people. Skating always seems so easy in the mind when you think about it and remember it. And, uh, you're gonna suck when you start again. I sucked my first session back from winter. And you have that, like, you have that, like, uh, the first winter session in Canada or wherever you live is like, why the fuck do I even do this shit? Like you, the, the negativity runs strong that first, it takes about three sessions. Not only does that happen like, Oh, why, why do I do this shit? Oh, I suck. Maybe it's the skates. Maybe I need to get different skates. There's skate crises that happen. Um, <laughs> there's lots of people buying skates and, uh, thinking they're just, it's just not for them, but, uh, it's more just, um, patience, patience, my friends. Uh, but it's cool to see people coming back. Things like that, that Scott Blackmore edit was amazing. They do mushroom blading way better than we ever could and will. And like I say, I want to return to being a below average skater making videos, not a social media person. I even found it weird Sorry, that's my beer. Um, I found it weird at work that um, like people would people would follow me that I work with on Instagram, and the name was Mushroom Blading, and they almost thought that like my name was Mushroom Blading. That was so bad to me. I didn't like that at all. I would much rather just be Joey, and Joey happens to skate. They would. They would follow me and be like, whoa, you have a lot of followers on Instagram. And it was super uncomfortable. And uh, I didn't enjoy it. It was cool that they got educated on rollerblading, though. There's a lot of people who I work with who didn't know about rollerblading until they started following mushroom blading on Facebook and Instagram. God, that's so weird. But there is um, things like One and BMEG that exist, and there's other accounts on the rise if you want your rollerblading fix. And Todd will post good shit. It just won't be as often. Um, like I said, 
it was kind of my way to stay connected to skating during the nine to five. And it was taking time away. Like if I had to answer uh, a question, there were certain things where I just, it was almost getting to the point where I just needed like copy, copied and pasted answers for certain questions, like about frame tech or what setup I was in, or um, I think I answered why the H block was small on the long K2 frames. I think I answered that 15 times where I didn't have a copied and pasted answer and it, it took a while to do it. Um, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that answer is somewhat obvious if you think about it a little bit. Um, and I, I wish, I wish the skating conversation was smarter in that way. Maybe, maybe I wasn't fostering intelligent discussion. I don't know, but it's pretty obvious when you look at that, it's like, you can't make the H block longer because the UFS bolts are here. So the frame has to get taller if the H block gets longer. Um, anyways, oh, answered that one so many times. So I would spend this time where I could be just thinking about other things or, or doing other things. And it, like, I'm not, I'm making, uh, I'm making no money for this. This is just sheer enthusiasm. Um, that it was getting to the point where there almost needed to be like a, like a customer service person for mushroom blading or a general question answer if that was my job like my nine to five job then uh fuck yeah i would do that all day but i would be like in bed or walking home being like okay i have to get back to that message and uh answer that comment or i try to get back to everybody I tried to. If I if you've tried to contact us or me and I haven't got back to you, I'm sorry, but I try my best. I try to comment, I try to keep it going. That's it's social media, you know? Keep it social. Anyways, this is a sidetrack. Was always a huge grom. Still true. In the end might be remembered for podcasts and commentaries and not for skating. That would make sense. Hopefully for some skating, maybe for some videos, who knows? Um, but I thank everybody for, uh, sharing the enthusiasm and taking part in the Facebook and Instagram experiment that became madness.